Graduates Conversations podcast. Welcome to another episode of Conversations Podcast. Today, I'd like to start by thanking all of you out there, all of our viewers and listeners. Um, we have been getting downloads and uh, views from all over the world, from Europe, uh, North America, South America, Africa, Asia, basically all continents except for Antarctica. But um, early days, so who knows, maybe one day there as well. So thank you all so much for tuning in every week. Uh, today, I am very lucky to have Steph Linda with me. And uh, Steph is a deaf interpreter, translator, presenter, and trainer from Expression Australia. And I also have Sarah Howell, our Auslan interpreter as well. So thank you very much for your uh, help today, Sarah. Now, as you may realize, uh, Sunday evenings, the six o'clock ABC News Bulletin is now being uh, Auslan interpreted. And um, uh, after the uh, news bulletin, there's also a two minute segment, uh, which is um, delivered uh, in Auslan uh, by Steph Linda. So we have a news presenter today. Um, so, Steph, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. How you been? I'm good. I'm well. I'm very pleased to be here to talk about the work. It's one of my favourite projects that I'm working on um, this year, so I'm really pleased to be able to talk about it. I was watching the news, and, and ABC News is almost always on these days on TV um, at our house, and I was watching it Sunday evening, having dinner with my wife, and then you popped up. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Steph, you know, because Steph and I, we, we worked um, at RMIT. Yeah, world. We worked at RMIT together as well, and I was like, hey, 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 Aisha, have a look. This is Steph. I know her. Like, that was my claim to fame, knowing you on TV. That's very nice. Very cute. Um, so, look, I just recently got onto the Auslan Interpreted News uh, Bulletin, 6 o'clock Sunday evenings on ABC News. How long has it been going on for? Actually, uh, yesterday I had a look at that um, to see when it first began. It first began on the 9th of April. Um, I'm not sure of the exact date. But if, I think it's the 9th of April, and um, every night at every Sunday night, I should say at 6:25, uh, the uh, news in Auslan is presented, and has happened every Sunday since April. Um, it first began because of coronavirus, but we're hoping to continue it past the coronavirus epidemic and have it as a part of a regular broadcast. How long did this uh, project take to put together? Was it always in the pipeline? Yeah, it, it's been a number of years of uh, work. So I'd like to acknowledge Brent Phillips, who worked quite a lot with the ABC and developed a relationship. Um, when we had National Week of Deaf People every year, um, that is the time that uh, the news would be interpreted once a year. And after a few years, 
I think two years, um, once a year, the news would be interpreted, but then coronavirus happened. And through that um, relationship, the ABC had agreed to have interpreted news and then the deaf presented news. Um, and so it really um, took a few years, but then it was fairly quick after coronavirus. We first began with Deb Brent Phillips presenting and then I came on board and now we have four presenters uh, and we um, rotate accordingly every Sunday. Because um, when I was doing a little bit of research, I found it was going as far back as 2017. Um, and I thought it, it had been a weekly thing since 2017, uh, but you're telling me it was once a year and uh, it's been yes. a weekly thing since April. That's right, yeah. Well, it's a slow process, but I think I think we're getting there. Yes, yes, that's right, yes. And we only have two minutes of uh, the news in Auslan, which I don't think is enough, but it's a good start. It's a good way for people to appreciate that news can be delivered in a different language. Look, I'm going to get to that point about the two minutes and how insufficient it may be. Um, my question to start off with is, why do you think it's essential for people to have access information and news in their first language? Yeah, good question. Uh, I think people need the news delivered in their first language so they feel connected they can develop empathy. If a person is talking in your language, you are more able to understand that this is this the subject matter that is being talked about can happen to me or affects me or is about me in my life. If it's through if it's a different culture or a different um, language, you might not feel that sense of understanding, empathy, or uh, responsibility. So I think everyone has the right to get the information in their first language, then be able to make informed decisions, and perhaps do something rather than uh, you know just living in a bubble without having access to news. If if knowledge is power, essentially. Indeed, indeed. And uh, this, uh, the, the segment at the end that uh, you and the other three um, uh, presenters present, now you were saying initially that was coronavirus-related information. Is that still the case? And um, do you think that the segment will continue after we reach the COVID normal? Yeah, so uh, we first began in April talking about coronavirus. The news was about corona, and it was essentially a summary of what had happened in the past um, week. And But unfortunately, you never know what's going to happen. Um, the ABC News is, um, you know, very fast-paced where they will develop news um you know, before the event, but we would we would prepare the news um, well before the Sunday. So we would collect information over the past week and present that rather than having um, a daily update. So we did Corona for a little while. Um, we realised, though, that people were interested in different news and people were watching the interpreted news. So that news had been covered and uh, we thought perhaps we would focus on um, international or national news that 
perhaps would require more um, unpacking, making the implicit explicit um, in some news and some world events and helping um, people understand news or world events in their first language. Um, because that hasn't happened in the past, um, there was some work to be done in terms of how we could unpack the news um, according to the deaf community's uh, grammatical structure, you know, Auslan's grammatical structure and narrative structure. So Auslan requires um, very extensive storytelling. Um, there's a lot of assumed knowledge in English that occurs, but in Auslan, uh, there's a lot of unpacking, um, a lot of storytelling. So the new the present presentation of the news has to be done in a format that suits the deaf community, which is different to English. So we had to do a lot of work on how to present in two minutes a lot of information. That is uh, a very limited amount of time every week to pack that much information in. Which brings me the question. I mean, I'm really sorry. Like two minutes is a good start, but it's also it's also a little bit silly. Two minutes a week and all that information in the era of 24-hour news, you know, local and international. The deaf community has two minutes plus the half an hour um, interpreted segment. So if yeah. we think that these days. Uh, you have SBS Radio in Australia, which offers news in um, many, many languages and offers local and international news. Um, if you think about the internet, people can access news in their load countries or, you know, in, in their main, main homeland countries um, where they can access, again, in their language, the international news. So you've got all this availability for people of um, culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. Where does the deaf community get their news apart from this two-minute segment? Yeah. So that's right. The ABC is the only forum where deaf people can access the news in their first language. You know, we've got two minutes. Sometimes we try and stretch it out to three or four minutes, but it's still not enough. Um, Expression Australia have committed to daily updates. So there is also a team of deaf people who translate the news from English into Auslan every day, and they post videos every day on Facebook. Um, so they use reliable sources of news like the ABC, BBC, SBS, and um, there are some translators at Expression Australia who do that work and post those videos every day. So not every deaf person has access to Facebook or the internet even. Um, you know there are pockets who do not. For example, people who are older, People who live in um, nursing homes may not access the internet. Residential homes perhaps don't have access to Facebook and the internet. That's why it's so important to have the news in Auslan on a, in a broadcast medium on national television because that way everyone who doesn't have access to the internet can still access the news. That's right. And I think it's just being assumed that people have access to the internet. So... You know, you can just go and find your own information if you are desperate for it. So I think it's a little bit unfair 
um, and uh, and I'm sure I'm sure Expression Expression Australia and uh, ABC is working on hopefully um, more bulletins and hopefully maybe daily bulletins. Yeah, I'm not sure about daily. Um, I'm not. I don't think we're there yet. But there is conversations. There are conversations about a weekly broadcast, perhaps longer than two minutes. But it's around the resources. The resources are a problem. We don't have enough people. We don't have enough money to produce um, an Auslan bulletin. You know, there's quite a lot of work that goes into developing the two minutes of content that is delivered every Sunday. Uh, we don't have deaf journalists. We don't have access to content. So there's some of the problems. But, you know, fingers crossed one day, um, not in the not-too-distant future, we're able to produce a 30-minute bulletin in Auslan, perhaps on iView. It's still the... Um, the internet or digital platform, and and we've talked about people who are excluded, but that is a potential option. Uh, so again, according to my research, one in five people in Australia are either deaf or hard of hearing. Um, so how uh, is the bulletin being perceived? Are you getting any feedback from ABC? Are you getting any metrics? What are the ratings like? Do we know? So the ABC have um, said there's been a 20% increase in viewership. Now, they're not sure if it's due to coronavirus or for the interpreter and the news in Auslan, but they said um, there's a 20% increase. We're also getting very good feedback from the um, deaf community, um, and, and it's borne out by the daylight savings change that happened just recently. Queensland people started texting saying, where is the deaf news? Has it stopped? Because it's not on at six o'clock. Why isn't it on at six o'clock? And um, we said to Queenslanders, maybe you need to watch at five o'clock. And, and um, so just that feedback alone um, evidences that people are watching the news and rely on it. It also enables the deaf community to talk more about current events that are happening in their world because everyone's watching the same information, so they're able to have those conversations. So some people have mentioned that they're able to communicate with their family now about the news, which they weren't able to do before because they didn't have access to it. So there are lots of um, consequences from these news bulletins. Well, one in five sounds like 20% to me, so... It could actually be the fact. Yeah, that is right. Um, that out. Indeed it does. In addition to obviously providing information for the deaf community, do you think the bulletin has another mission as well? Yeah, I think there are a lot of... Um, people talking about diversity. So um, an increase, people have mentioned there's now an increase of diversity on the ABC News by having deaf presenters, by having Auslan, which is an Australian sign language. Um, so people are talking about diversity. People are talking about representation, you know, seeing people of their own, um, you know, their own community on the news. Um, feeling like they are being represented, feeling like they are important, that they can contribute because they're being represented so they have something, so they're important and can contribute, yeah. And some people might say, well, you've got the captions on there. 
you know, so deaf people can turn the captions on. And I almost always have my captions on because I just like to, as I'm an, you know, I've always been an ESL student and I still feel like one. Um, you know, I like I like to have the subtitles on. Um, are captions enough for the deaf community for all these other times? Yeah. Uh, interestingly, there's been data collected around the Auslan News um, Sorry, sorry, we start working on the news on Friday and to deliver on Sunday. Um, on Sunday, we have the final draft that is handed over to the translation team. So one minute of video footage of Ozan News takes an hour to translate. Wow. Because you've got to take into account the grammatical structures. They're quite different. English and Ozan have very different grammatical structures. What is important in English is different to what is important in Auslan. Um, there's different tenses, different focus, you know, first person, third person. So there is a lot of um, differences between the two languages and that's why it takes such a long time to translate. So it's around making the implicit, explicit, um, et cetera and rearranging the structures of the languages. Um, Auslan is a narrative first-person-based language and English is not. English is um, you know, it doesn't have to be sequential as much as Auslan does. So um, the captions really reflect the, the way English is produced and doesn't reflect how deaf people consume language or understand, um, you know, language in their first language. So um, it's two different languages, different structures and um, different delivery. So uh, that's why captions don't work. Mm -hmm. We also have um, in Auslan, we have um, what we call a deaf lens. Um, it's really making the news, uh, changing, the, changing the news to make it accessible for deaf people in a way that suits the way, um, you know, the visual language works. I know you're also an artist, Steph. You were part of the Melbourne Writers' Festival a few years back. And um, yes. there, there was a lovely performance there uh, through Deaf Eyes. How did Eyes. you know? Oh, you know, I did my research. And um, you, had a, you had a beautiful performance piece there. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the part, especially I think when you were in Cambodia and you were talking to one of the deaf people there and um, you're like, it's not like, yes, there's a deaf, Auslan is a language and uh, there, there's the deaf society, deaf community in the world, there's a deaf language, but we don't, it's not like there's a deaf country, you know, it's just like this floating country that we hop on and hop off, you know, and, and I, I, I float, floating, yeah, floating, floating country, country, the floating country. I thought that just hit it straight on the nose. It was spot on. Is there going to be something similar coming soon? How is How are things looking on the performance side of things? Will we be looking forward to some new writing soon? I, I, I was actually thinking about floating country. That is quite interesting in... In uh, sign language is not universal, but the issues are the same across the across the country and um, a globe. So we're all facing the same barriers, and uh, I think it's um, interesting, and that's why we call it a floating country because um, the issues are the same. Well, in terms of performances, I don't know. 
Uh, I feel as though the ABC is somewhat of a performative, perhaps my new hobby or um, my new passion. So my, that's where my focus has gone. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you perform more on stage as well, hopefully one that, uh, when we are able to go and see some performances live. Yeah, one day. One day when Corona's not around anymore and we can leave our houses. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Steph, thank you so much for your time today and uh, I really appreciate you coming on and um, it's really good to see you. I hadn't seen you for a while um, and I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Lovely to see you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much, Sarah, as well. All Graduates Conversations Podcast.